I think you brought something up that's fascinating to me, which is why is all this data produced and why is it kept around? And you mentioned something which is applications and analysis. And you also mentioned something which is near and dear to my heart, which is thinking about the sort of spider web of relationships of where all the applications are and all the people who are using the applications and all the things that they're doing with those applications are never all in one place. Yeah. You know, they're all over the place. That's why we have this idea of the interwebs. One thing that you and I have talked about a lot, Mark, is the, the coming world of all the different options that our customers have from uh, what we call the cloud, right? Yeah. And there's all kinds of different sources for analysis and applications that run and services and everything else in the cloud. What impact, from your perspective, does this idea of data gravity have on how we think about building things for our customers or what do our customers have to think about when they think about building things for themselves when they want to use techniques that we kind of call the cloud? Well, there's a ton of impact. So we uh, certainly a lot of companies that weren't started by a credit card over the past year, but long established, very sedimentary from a data point of view, companies that are out there that have said, oh, we're going to migrate to the cloud. That works until you get ready to migrate that data right? That hundred petabytes of data that is just sitting there. That gets super tricky. Super easy to cloud burst applications and compute horsepower up, but it's very difficult to cloud burst a petabyte of data. And so even the, the best intentioned um, architectural designs that kind of view this hybrid cloud sort of thing, um, unless you take that data gravity into consideration, that architecture might get subverted to where it has to bend itself back on-prem to account for data gravity, which is exactly the opposite of what the intent was when it began. The other one is when you start talking about cloud to cloud, you may say things like, oh, I really like this public cloud vendor. They're super good with AI. We've got all this model. Yet all of the training data for that maybe sits in a different cloud. And again, if you're talking about petabytes of data, now all of a sudden, what you picked as your air quotes, best of breed from a compute point of view, may not be compatible with the reality of where your you know, big granite blocks of data are gravitationally sitting. So that's something that we're seeing when companies are going to either migrate into the cloud or setting up a hybrid cloud environment or setting up a multi-cloud environment. Uh, data gravity at the end of the day, it beats a good Visio diagram. Well, that's interesting, Mark. You know, what you make me think about when you say that is to think through kind of what else has been happening. So we're seeing this explosion of sophisticated uh, devices that are mobile, like cars. Oh, yeah. Cars are unbelievably sophisticated. And I think we're going to start to see, and we are seeing companies that are helping to figure that out. There's all this capacity that's been built up inside of Colos. And some of that spare capacity is available for lease on a short notice. And some of that spare capacity that's available for lease can be captured by a broker and then sold to a car company that's trying to deal with, uh, let's say, handling a route from um, point A to point B. And maybe they're on one coast to another. Maybe they want to now analyze the data from uh, that was produced at the end of the ride on the other end of it. Anyway, there's a lot of different things that we're starting to do to uh, to make this easier to deal with. And easier means not having to move the whole set of the data across big networks, no matter how fast they are all the time, which we're trying to avoid. 